Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 18 of Work Life 360. Guys, today we're going to be talking all about ways to handle anxiety and then those anxious feelings. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work Life 360. Thank you for finding us. We enjoy that you're here. If you've been listening to us for a while, thank you. Continue to join us every single, well, uh, almost every single week as Rhonda and I deliver great content to you guys. Um, Again, today is going to be all about different ways to deal with anxiety and you know, Rhonda, we we missed last week. Uh, you, we had yeah. an outbreak of COVID and yeah, internet issues. Anxious. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was it was crazy. Yeah. So a little anxiety last week, but life happens, right? And you just roll with the punches. And our quest together to provide some sound quality in this still kind of new field for us, Bruce. Yeah. There were some buffering issues in my home and since the office was closed there was really nothing we could do about it so we had to just let those feelings go and and so and so you guys had a, an outbreak or at least a case i wouldn't say an outbreak that would that's a little harsh um but you guys had a case of covid and and everybody was quarantined um at home correct yes well it was actually one of the the cleaning crew who um is sometimes here during the day excuse me so yeah and um i was actually speaking to her the thursday before we found out on friday so just for safety measures honestly most of us that are in the office have already been vaccinated thankfully so it was more of a protection for maybe those folks that might wander in and kind of keeping Mm -hmm. them safe if they're not in the same position as we are to have been vaccinated so I will say this, it was my first time during the whole pandemic where I actually worked from home. So I've been fortunate enough and I was able to make the decision for myself what I wanted to do back in the day. Did I want to continue to commute in or did I want to work from home? And I chose to come in with a handful of other folks. So that was my first time working remotely. And interestingly enough, while it was for me kind of fun those first two days i noticed (laughs) that i was getting kind of tired and not i did not Mm. have as much energy as i do in the office and i speculated about all the reasons why but gave me an opportunity to appreciate figuring out how to manage what life looked like for that little week in my little world so i can only imagine how challenging it was for people who had to stay home this whole time and work remotely. Go with the flow and and just being mindful of, of your situation and trying to show up as your best self, wherever, whatever that looks like is important. So, you know, when I noticed that I was getting a little low on energy and changed my space, I'd go outside. All the things that I've been, you know, sharing with my team 
yep. that healthy work life while working remotely, I was able to actually engage in some of the action items I had shared with them. I personally, I enjoy that in-person interaction, but I could work from home too. Yeah. You know, there's a study that came out um, that showed that people are actually 30% more productive at home, which... It, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, but then there's also a lot of distractions at home. Laundry, grass, groceries, kids, whatever. Um, but I was actually talking to a, a buddy of mine over the weekend, and uh, now that things are opening up and you know people are going back to work, uh, he's he's predicted that he'll probably go back to work in the next couple months. And he's like, gosh, I, I'm so much more productive at home because I don't have those distractions of the water cooler effect or, you know, you get up, you go get a cup of coffee and you talk to like eight people or, you know, somebody stops and talks to you at your desk for 25 minutes about the baseball game last night. So uh, definitely a lot of distractions inside the workplace, but then there's a lot of distractions at home as well. And it's, it's how we limit those distractions and, um, you know, gear our attention to, to doing the things that we know that we need to be doing. Right. Um, so action items from last time were to to ask yourself, would you be a friend with yourself? Whew, that's a deep question. Um, you know, and there was there was a couple instances throughout the week where I was like, you know, I maybe not right now. You know, I'm not my mood's not the greatest right now. I probably wouldn't be my friend. Um, but then there's other times where like well, yeah, I definitely want to be my best friend. Like, this is, this is great. Like, I'm in a great mood. Things are going well. I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, I converse well with other, you know, but there were some times of, of, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't have the, the best attitude right now or the best mood. So it, it fluctuated a little bit. Well, that was action item ones surrounding the topic of self-worth. Mm-hmm. So I think too, you know, when we're evaluating whether or not we would be friends with ourselves, it's also important to keep in mind that, like we do with our family, our friends, and people we work with, it's really important to accept the good, the bad, and the ugly of ourselves, our flaws, mm-hmm. our fears, our behaviors, our qualities. You know, in some moments, we're just not going to be too proud, but that's a part of the human experience. And just being at peace. This is who I am. This is where I am now. I'm doing the best I can. And I am here for a reason. And having that belief in your presence being of value helps deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly stuff. So as I mentioned, I had, by Wednesday, really was feeling kind of gloomy blue and not um, having a pity party or anything, but I definitely noticed that low energy. And when my husband came home that day, he's like, "What's wrong?" He noticed it right away. What's wrong with you? You're not your perky self, and mm-hmm. and you know, and he loves me for you know, regardless of what that energy feels like coming from me. So just like you know, we have unconditional love for our children, or our spouse, and parents, and those people in our circles, it's important to have unconditional love for ourselves as well. hundred percent. And, you know, as we kind of dive into today's, today's topic, um, understanding yourself, right? Understanding 
when you do have times of of anxiety or anxious feelings and and recognizing them and for what they are right anxiety is a, is a natural thing that that occurs uh, I don't know if the human race would survive if we didn't have anxiety because it's what it's our fight or flight it's our it's our third eye in some cases but it's also uh, it, it helps us keep motivated. It helps us, you know, make better decisions, sometimes maybe not so better decisions, but uh, it, it's a totally natural feeling um, that some people have more of it than others. And, and that's totally normal, but it's also normal to be able to control it and and have coping mechanisms, sorry, coping mechanisms to to kind of ward it off when it's not needed. Um, so for example, you might get anxious or nervous speaking in front of your team. Okay. But that's a normal event. Like that's something that's, that's not dangerous. Okay. There's nobody's life to threaten. You're not in danger. Um, so there's tools to help with that anxiety to help minimize it so that you can speak in front of your team. Um, and, and through my years of anxiety, uh, (laughs) and, and there's one technique that I recently, um, came in into knowledge about or or learned about and and Rhonda it we talked about this before is 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 the muscle relaxation and um you do a much better job of explaining it than I will so I'll I'll let you kind of explain this technique all of us know every single day there are going to be those moments where we're going to be anxious and for the most part hopefully all of us listening in we're able to deal with those feelings and pay attention to our bodies and our emotions because what happens is if we're stressed and we're anxious and we let this build day in and day out and we're not paying attention and practicing self-care, that's when it can result in anxiety disorder. So anxiety disorders are very different than just our everyday anxiousness. One of the things that research shows is besides conventional treatments where we go seek psychotherapy or have to take some type of medication from a chemical imbalance in the brain, um, there are alternative therapies and just little things that we can do day to day from a holistic approach to pay attention to that everyday anxiety and manage it so that it does not turn into a disorder where we need to seek some treatment is through you know, things like breathing exercises, obviously exercise, guided imagery, eating healthy, being mindful, and meditation like we've talked about before, practicing mm-hmm. stress management, but really monitoring our moods and our body. So that kind of taps into what you're talking about, Bruce, paying attention to the anxiety as it shows up in our bodies and creates muscle tension because that muscle tension over a long period of time, if we're not paying attention, leads to a suppressed immune system and just creates an environment where our body is not healthy. It affects our sleep, our cognitive functioning, our ability to problem solve, creativity, our mood levels. So one of the wonderful things that we can tap into every day is this technique called progressive muscle relaxation, also referenced as PMR. And that's that holistic mind-body anxiety technique that we can use to kind of calm down our autonomic nervous system, which is going to respond when we are ready to open up the camera and speak to people or make a phone call, like you had mentioned before, of that lady that 
would give you a hard time every time on the phone. Oh, yeah. You know, and your body responds, and you may not even be aware of it, and our listeners might not even be aware of it, and our muscles start to tense, and that tension causes all kind of issues with our kinetic chain. So when we practice progressive muscle relaxation in as little as 5, 10, 15 minutes, we can intentionally slow down the physical stress manifesting in our bodies, like on a micro level, just by breathing and been around for centuries, but can teach our body to, instead of go through that fight or flight, we can tap more into that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system that kind of slows our bodies down. Progressive muscle relaxation, commonly used practice that is just basically where we will go through our entire body and tighten up mm -hmm. one muscle group or one area of our body at a time and pay attention to it, kind of like making a fist as, as strong as you can and then relaxing it nice and slowly. And as a result, our blood pressure starts to slow down. We de having problems talking today, <laughs> decrease our oxygen consumption our heart rate and respiration levels slow down and it just allows our skeletal muscle, which are tense, to just release any resistance that we may not even be aware of. Yeah, and, and the cool thing about this technique is paint, your, paint yourself in a, in, a, in a situation where you would typically get anxious. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the example again of sitting in, or you know presenting in front of your team, okay? The cool thing about this technique is you can do this while standing in front of your team, while you're sitting there getting ready to, to present. You do this and people can't really I, tell that you're doing it. Um, and so it's kind of, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's a hidden technique, but it's something that you can do uh, with minimal exposure of like, oh, what that person looks weird. What are they doing? No, you're not going to get that. Um, you know, for me, Typically, I'm, I'm, I'm either standing at my desk or I'm sitting at my desk. And um, again, that phone that, you know, whenever that person would call and I would get really, you know, anxiety would go through the roof because you never had nothing, anything nice to say to me. Uh, I could sit there and like tense my legs and then slowly release some and, you know, move down to my calves or my, my abs or and nobody in the office would know that I was I was doing that. I use it. Before I knew actually what PMR was, I was, and probably our listeners too, if you haven't heard of it before, you can probably, now that you know what it is, identify times in your life where you've implemented it without even realizing it. So for mm -hmm. me, it's usually when I'm at the doctor's. Anxiety around dentists, mm. um, getting those yearly checkups, and I always, for whatever reason, would make two fists or curl my toes like super, super tight right before a procedure was about to happen. And it was funny when I was getting a dental implant in DC, Dennis, she noticed that I was doing that. And she's like, Mom, did you realize <laughs> that you're tensing your legs and, and making fists really hard? And then I would, you know, and I, oh, yeah. I, was like, I was like, yeah, that's the only way that I can get through this without freaking out. So those of you out there, if you have 
some phobias about you know certain procedures in the doctor's office or dentist's office trust me she laughed but she's like oh when i said that to her she's like that makes absolute sense because once you let let it go you let it go and you're able to calm yourself it's um really really helpful yeah um I was working with my therapist and uh, we were talking about all the different coping mechanisms for for handling anxiety. And and she she told me, you know, imagine it like this, Bruce, you know, all of these tools go in a tool belt. Right. So when you're when you're building a house, you're not going to use every tool all the time. But if you need the tool, it's there to become a master at that tool. You've got to know how to use it and you've got to be able to apply it where it's needed. Mm -hmm. So this particular coping mechanism may not be the best fit for every situation. You may not see the results because of whatever situation. But um, another one that, that we discussed is, and it's kind of funny because there are, there's companies out there now that are offering this uh, as a service, but it's, it's to go crazy in private. Um, and that's just you yell, you scream, you you punch a pillow, you just go crazy. But then once you're done, like you feel so much better. Um, and now there's there's companies out there where you can go bash cars and break break glass and you know throw bowling balls against drywall and all sort you know just destroy things. Um, and it's it's therapeutic. I like the idea of go somewhere and scream and yell. That's actually I would encourage anybody to. Go outside in nature somewhere where you're far away so someone's not calling 911. In terms of the rooms, environmentally, I have an issue with that. But I understand the reasoning behind that. Um, now, if they're going to destroy things, and it'd be interesting to find this out, Bruce. I might look this up and then, and then comment on it next podcast. Now, if they're taking things that are destroyed in these rooms and actually creating some art or using it in a economically environmentally friendly way i think that's great but uh i'm not sure i know like some were computers and computer screens and that they didn't work they were already they got them from the recycle or from the mm -hmm. trash companies but i don't know if they did artwork or anything with them but but, but like you said different strokes for different folks I and mean, yep. some people that really maybe that's the only way they can let go of some of that tension and anxiety because the anxiety again it manifests in our bodies so um having a release it's like a tire you know after a fight when they're done they like shake it off we need to have different modalities to allow mm -hmm. ourselves to relax so that we stay in a healthy state of mind mentally emotionally physically yep and the interesting thing about progressive muscle relaxation is kind of tap into that little bit of a diaphragmatic breathing which again it just calms your autonomic nervous system down so and that that one in and of itself is powerful you know controlled breathing um you know, I've got an eye watch and I'm not as diligent as, as I once was, but every so often, and it's weird how it knows when I, when I get tense, it'll tap my wrist and it'll say, breathe. And, you know, you breathe for, for, I think one minute and it's slow, slow breaths in through your nose, exhale through your mouth. And it's, it's a cadence of, of 10 seconds in, 10 seconds out. Um, and just putting pure oxygen into your, into your body. And, um, you know, when you're taking those breaths in, you know, pure, white, clear, clean air. And when you breathe, when you exhale, 
it's the dirty, it's the, the worry, it's, it's the junk that's in your body, you're expelling it. And then so you breathe in through your nose again, that clean, white, puffy, clean air, and you expel the negativity, whatever's causing it, and you imagine that, and you do that for one minute, and it it's amazing just what one minute can do. Um, just because, I mean, on the flip side, anxi anxiety can come just like that. You know, a situation can can happen, and all of a sudden your your anxiety goes from a from a one or a two to a eight or a nine. You can do the same the same as possible in reverse. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's finding what works for you. And I would also preface that with saying sometimes different experiences will create opportunities to try these techniques maybe that didn't work in a different scenario so kind of finding what fits and when to tap into that is really key and just being aware of that and being mindful of all these different types of techniques we can use from our toolbox to alter our state really and helps us become more conscious of the way we're communicating with ourselves and with one another and um, just a way to help us cope more with the day-to-day -day nuances of just our human experience really so it's been interesting over this past year where companies and organizations have been showing more compassion more empathy and actually promoting these types of techniques into the workplace. We went through a cornerstone training very recently talking about yoga practice and mindfulness, different conventions I've gone to virtually, hearing about all these organizations that really are leading from the top of the chain, from, from the C-suites and encouraging employees to find that sense of self-care however that shows up for you so that we all can be productive and deal with whatever's next. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That is so good. And so what we want to do is we're going to conclude this episode. And then right after this episode, the next one in the, in the playlist is going to be and, and bookmark it, share it. But we're actually going to walk you through progressive muscle relaxation. So we're going to have music, we're going to have explanation of, of how to do it, and, and you'll be able to reference this muscle relaxation technique uh, whenever you need it. Um, so action item for, for this episode is, is simply going to be to figure out what tools work best for you, whether it's going crazy, whether it's progressive muscle relaxation, whether it's deep breathing, meditation, um, writing things down, like identify what are your coping mechanisms and what are you going to put in your tool belt? So again, the next podcast is going to be just simply a, a progressive muscle relaxation session. Uh, we're going to walk you through it and it's going to be uh, one that you can reference over and over and over again. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of Work Life 360. Be well, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. That wraps up this episode of Worklife 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at Bruce Pumier 
www.swc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.